0: Episodes drop every Thursday and are about 15 minutes long, a great length for transition times during the day or a bedtime treat. So tune in to Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods.
1: Welcome to the Edit Your Life podcast. I'm Christine Coe. And I'm Asha Dornfest, and we're here to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. We share practical ways to declutter your home schedule and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. And we help you take action with doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Good morning, Asha. How are you? I'm okay. How are you doing this morning?
0: I'm great. Thank you. And I feel like, you know, number 201, I feel like we've entered this new... (laughs) Chapter a new feels, country. Yeah, it feels like really official. So, <laughs> um, anyway, so it was really fun to have our kind of like loose and open conversation for our 200th milestone. And we're going to kind of circle it back, circle the wagons back to kind of practical tactics today. And the inspiration for this episode, um, Everyday Frugal Edits, is that I have been thinking a ton about how our current COVID-19 driven life is basically like forcing a lot of frugal economic lifestyle tweaks. And then I saw our friend, so this has been on my mind for like quite some time as I've been editing my own behavior. And then I saw our friend Shannon Lynn post a Vox article called The Novel Frugality um, about this very thing. And I'll link it in the notes. Um, I just thought it would be interesting to talk about how this is playing out in our homes right now. And it reminded me that um, back in episode 188, we did an episode on easy easy eco-friendly habits. And our question of the week that week was, what's one change you've made or intend to make to conserve resources? And we got a ton of like really interesting, fun, creative responses. So I thought it would be really fun to kind of like share our own things that we're doing and then slide in some genius listener tips too.
1: Mm -hmm. Our listeners are the smartest. (laughs) Yes. Yes. let me just say those questions of the week are so much fun and so interesting and yeah. uh, just a huge like, I don't know, it, it it just rounds out every episode to really be able to have a conversation about it. I love it. If you've never been to our Facebook page and even, you know, checked out the check question of the week, you should do it because mm-hmm. it's it's fun and really interesting mm-hmm. anyway. Um, okay. Back to, back to what you were saying. Um, Shannon Lynn's post, you know, Shannon is a mutual friend of ours. So mm-hmm. I also saw Shannon's post and it totally struck this chord with me that I didn't even know was there. Like mm. she said some things about this new frugality that I I just hadn't thought about it, but, um, it really did get me thinking about how the scarcity that we're dealing with and it's brought on by this need to shelter in place and reduce our shopping and you know in some cases not even have access to the stuff we're used to buying it's really reframed the whole concept of editing your life for me because so much has been edited by default you know mm-hmm. it's a it's a completely different context in which to decide uh which things to let go of and which things you really need and mm-hmm. i think that is i mean it's fascinating. It's lots of things, you know, and frustrating and and many other things, but it's also some part of it is really interesting.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I will sort of tag on to what you were sort of just touching on there and underscore that there is real <laughs> anxiety or panic about what is happening now. And, you know, the idea of not being able to get what you need. And um, in some cases, those are very real and difficult things. So I I just want to underscore that we know that those things are real. We're not dismissing any of those feelings. And the goal today is just to talk about some of the little, you know, good changes that you might be able to experiment with and embrace as we, you know, figure out how to live right now and
1: get a little more flexible based on what's happening. Mm -hmm. Right. Absolutely. And I think, too, it's, you know, this um, period of time is sort of throwing into a whole new light, you know, the struggles that everybody has. Uh, you know, with just getting the stuff they need. And I mean, it's it's sort of hard to say this out loud, but I think it's really important that this is a really good reminder that, you know, our ability to edit our lives only exists in the context of abundance, you yes. know? It's nice to have enough stuff around us that we can pick and choose what to leave out. And I think that for me, you know, personally, I'm just seeing our choices about, you know, what I buy, how much I buy in a completely new light. And it's just it's just worth pausing, you know, individually and thinking about it um, just because that is one thing that this period of time is giving us. And that is a chance to pause and look around and mm. and sort of recalibrate and, and evaluate our own choices. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So anyway, I don't know. It's one of those one of those things. And I, you know, I think something else, too, which is interesting. Shannon mentioned this. She she mentioned how this new frugality, you know, these new habits feel like she said, it feels like we're adulting well. (laughs) And, you know, it's funny. I really got that, you know, like you, there's a certain level of mindfulness and creativity. I feel like I'm bringing to -to day-to-day habits that I haven't really done in a long time. And it's sort of refreshing on some level. Um, Mm -hmm. I, I hesitate to use too many positive terms because, you know, I don't, I personally can't handle too much like silver lining talk right now, because this is an incredibly (laughs) difficult. I mean, I want to be respectful of the fact that this is a horrendous time for many people, you know, so I, but I am noticing that, you know, like it, 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 there's something that feels um, productive about um, making some changes. You know, there is a little bit of pride in these small changes. And so, you know, it, it, It brought me back to one other thing, which I thought was worth bringing up. It brings me back to you and I've touched so many times on our um, upbringing by immigrant parents, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. immigrant parents are generally pretty frugal people. You know, scarcity (laughs) was part of their DNA. So Mm -hmm. in many ways, you and I grew up already doing some of this stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. reusing the stuff and not buying the stuff and and. Uh, you know, it it just sort of makes me think about how, you know, this generation of kids living through this. I I hope with everything else that's happening for them, I hope this tiny collective resourcefulness is something they will take with them.
0: Yes, absolutely. And, um, you know, I was smiling on the side of my mic when you mentioned that like Scarcity was part of the DNA of our immigrant parents. I mean, it's so true. And I think it's such an interesting little thing that, you know, connects us as friends, just generally. Mm -hmm. And I also want to just say out loud that given the upbringing that I had, which was most definitely grounded in actual scarcity as one of seven children in a multi generational household that didn't have enough rooms, I mean, like so many levels of it, that I, it's something I wrestle with, you know, currently that it's kind of embarrassing to say out loud how little scarcity my kids have experienced. I mean, just mm-hmm. the other day, and here's just sort of an interesting example that Laurel was asking, okay, so she, she loves making caramelized onions. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> because, because as Laurel, you, because Laurel, but she was asking, you know, just genuinely, uh, well, what happens What when we, we only have one onion left? Like what happens when we run out of onions? And I said, well, we don't cook with onions until the next prescribed shopping day. Like that's it. And it was just this small moment. And I had a similar one where, you know, cause I'm gluten-free. And so I have not been able to find, um, you know, my one-to-one like gluten-free flour at the, my last couple of grocery shopping runs. And I was sort of like, I could actually feel myself internally panicking a little, like, well, what happens when I run out of it? And I thought, well, I just stopped using it. <laughs> Um, and it was just a couple of really small moments where I'm like, oh, okay, we just don't, you know, we get whatever we need or we try to get whatever we need the next time and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and sorry, one little thing that I'll tag on cause it just happened yesterday is that we were, ra- you know, we ran out of onions a couple days ago. <laughs> next, next shopping trip is not happening for a couple of days. And in the meanwhile, um, I don't know if you've heard of misfits market, um, Asha, Mm-mm. it's like a, Mm-mm. it's like a produce It's an organic, imperfect produce delivery service. Mm -hmm. I signed up for it a few weeks ago just as a way to like try to figure out how to extend my grocery shopping trips and before CSA kicks in and all that. And the box arrived this week, um, you know, a couple days in on our onion shortage. And there was one giant, glorious onion in it. And it felt it felt a little symbolic. It felt like, I don't know, it felt like this magical (laughs) gift.
1: The universe is like, I will reward you with an onion.
0: Yeah, I felt like I literally felt like, um, you know, like Mufasa or whatever the guy in Lion King holding up Simba and like, you know, in the moment where I was like, oh, magical onion. So (laughs) I'm just saying that, like, again, I agree with you that I'm not into like overdoing it on the silver linings approach, but it is really fascinating the Mm -hmm. little moments of awareness that this situation Mm -hmm. is bringing to our lives.
1: Yeah, right. It's, and I, I think, um, it is good to have moments of pause during, you know, this is such a, I think maybe in our last episode, I used the phrase slow moving crisis. Mm -hmm. This is a slow moving crisis. In fact, it, it, you know, obviously, well, obviously for big reasons, but for the small reasons, it really is rearranging so many variables in our very mundane lives, you know, Mm -hmm. not just the big stuff. And it, it actually is really worth taking note of those changes. And so I think it's really good, actually, that, I mean, I'm laughing. I I, I seem to have a movie scene about you revealing this onion in my <laughs> head. It's all playing out with music and everything. So that's sort of funny. But it's great that you, I, I think it's actually really great that you had that moment to say, hey, okay, right. This is This is the end of this particular little tiny story. And it's actually important. Mm hmm. mm -hmm. Because it is. It is important. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Any little moments of awareness are good. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, we're going to jump into some tips. But before we do that, I just have one administrative note. Um, So listeners, we are going to next week is Memorial Day weekend, whatever that means, Um, you know, sort of (laughs) for many reasons. But anyway, we are going to take that opportunity to take a two week break before we transition into our summer every other week schedule. So, just a heads up, we will be back with a new episode on June 11th. And meanwhile, if you are missing us, given that this is episode 201, we can now say we have over 200 episodes in our archives to peruse. <laughs> so, enjoy.
1: 200.
0: I know, 200.
1: Right? It's bananas. Can we just say that again? I know we spent the last episode saying the number 200 multiple times, but can we just also say 200 again.
0: Yeah, say it. Say 200.
1: It. I mean, 200 is crazy. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, let's let's jump in on um since we've been talking about food and onions, um let's talk about food. Um so yeah. I want, <laughs> we could talk about food in every episode. We we really could and honestly <laughs> our community loves talking about food. So Okay, good. This was a good place I felt to start because I know we have been, both been doing a lot of work in the kitchen and a lot of thinking around it. And so the edit I wanted to start out with is to think about like the foods you eat a lot of and experiment with a small change to one of those high use items. So I will, um, use an, uh, an example inspired by you, Asha, which is dried beans. don't (laughs) even get me started. I know after our episode, let me just, I'll just put some numbers around it for listeners about why the nerd in me was so excited about this. So after, um, it must've been our quarantine food survival episode or something. We talked about dried beans. You were going on about it. And so, and I had some in my pantry. So after I finished our last can of black beans, I decided to try it. And I just had one of those, you know, 16 ounce bags. One bag makes about four cans worth. That mm-hmm. is so exciting that I am saving four cans worth of going into the recycling recycling bin. Um, and I also just wanted to say it's, it you know, it's one of those things that mentally felt hard to me. Um mm-hmm. But the active time of, I had to put the beans in water overnight, that took like a minute. <laughs> and then the next day I had to remember to rinse, or I rinsed them and put them on the stove to cook for an hour and a half. So the active time of prepping them was maybe like two minutes. And then the active cooking time was maybe an hour and a half. Um, so the actual effort was like so small. Um, and it was just that I had to remember to do it. So what I did was I put alarms on my phone to remind me to like Put the, rinse the beans and put them on and then mm-hmm. take the beans off the stove. And that was it. It was so easy.
1: Yeah. And what did you think of the taste? They were Wait, delicious. What do you think of the taste? Delicious. Yeah. Aren't they? They're yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll just abridge my love for dried beans in this episode, since clearly I made it very, very clear in the past episode. But I'm, first of all, very proud of you for taking this step because it's really, really great. Dried beans are way better than canned beans. The texture's better. They're cheaper, blah, blah, blah. But um, let me just give you a couple dried bean tips. Can I do this? Of course. I am here to say that you do not have to soak beans overnight. You just have to cook them longer. Mm-hmm. Or you can do something called a quick soak. So if you forget to set your alarm, you can just take your beans and soak them in boiling water for an hour and then drain them, rinse them, and then cook them. So you can do that. Um mm-hmm. And and it works just fine. Um, or you can use a pressure cooker. If you're an instant pot person, it is just genius for cooking beans, but it's not necessary. Um, and I think the other thing is that you can cook a big, huge, like you can cook two bags of beans at the same time if you have a big enough pot. And then you can freeze the cooked beans, um, you know, in basically can sized portions. So that way you don't, it's almost like having the convenience of cooked beans.
0: That's what I did. Yeah. Yeah, And they're in your
1: freezer. So Mm -hmm. then you eat them. You don't even have to think ahead. So there you go. There are lots of ways around the whole, like, I have to remember to do this thing with beans. It's so great. So great. It is so great. Yeah. Beans are, beans are great. And they'll just sit in your pantry forever. Okay. Um, need to just like calm down now after that bean discussion. (laughs) Um, all right. So my first tip, um, food tip really around this new frugality is, deep pantry exploration. I think you all know what I'm talking about. You know, the back of your pantry where there are like a couple of cans of weird things that you bought at one point, you're like, this might be good someday. And then you never use it. So I, at least I have a pantry like that. You know, I have hearts of palm. I have all sorts of weird things in my pantry. And this period of time has led me to really like explore what's back there. And, um, because I'm committed to using all the stuff in my pantry before I, not before I buy new things, but I want to rotate it all Mm -hmm. out. And Mm -hmm. so this has actually saved me quite a bit of money because I've found things back there that I, um, have in my head, new ways to substitute. So for example, um, I have evaporated milk in my pantry. I never use evaporated milk. I think the only reason I have it is because I bought it one Thanksgiving to make pumpkin pie. Uh-huh. And so, but I find myself making quite a few quiches these days um, because they're a great way to use up vegetables and stuff like that. And evaporated milk is perfect in place of half and half or cream or whole milk or whatever. So, you know, like I'm just using those things and... um that deep pantry exploration is feeling really satisfying and saving me some money and shopping. So that is yeah. something that I would definitely recommend.
0: That's awesome. I've, I've been doing a similar thing and I will say I, I pulled out it with, you know, my tail between my legs. I pulled out a few items where I'm like, sure, I'll use this blah, blah, blah. And then I look at the expiration date and there were things that were literally from like 2013.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, this is yeah. not good. This is not, this mm-hmm. is the time to overhaul things. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, actually, but before we even break, let me just say, you know, you do some Googling about expiration dates. Yes. There are some things that like, that you know, the date says one thing, but actually it's good for a longer period of time. I mean, there's like a whole, there's like a, set of literature out there about expiration dates. In fact, I will commit myself to looking up some of these things so we can, link them in the show notes because some things it says there's a sell by date, but it's not an expiration date. It's different. Yeah.
0: Usually, usually depending on what the item is, usually I'm sort of good within like a year. But when I was like, Ooh, seven years, like that's probably not good. I probably don't want (laughs) to want to eat something that's been sitting around for that long.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, I know. I have, I have that have had that experience too. Yeah. All right.
0: Anyway, we have a lot more to uh, chat about today and we will do that after a quick break. Especially in this digital age, since we're well beyond handwritten journals and letters to convey history, the preservation of stories is so important, especially from the moms and mom figures in our lives. And if you've been looking for a way to collect those stories but aren't sure how to start, I have a recommendation for you. StoryWorth makes it easy. Every week, they email a loved one of your choosing a question prompt that you pick. For example, what advice would you give your 20-year-old self and... Give all the moms in your life a unique, heartfelt gift you'll all cherish for years, StoryWorth. Right now, save $10 on your first purchase when you go to storyworth.com edit. That's storyworth.com edit to save $10 on your first purchase. As you know, I am all about micro improvements. And if you'd like to dedicate a little time each day to learn a language, I have a great solution for you. Babbel is a science-backed language learning app that offers 10-minute language lessons designed to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Materials are rooted in real-life situations, so you can learn important basics such as ordering food and asking for directions. Babbel offers personalized learning content, real-time feedback, tracking, and visualizations, and their speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and accent. No matter what level you are looking for, casual, intense, or something in between, you can enjoy app lessons, podcasts, and live classes from the comfort of your home on your schedule. Here's a special limited time deal for Edit Your Life listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babel subscription. This is only for Edit Your Life listeners at babbel.com slash edit. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash edit. That's spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash edit. Rules and restrictions may apply. Okay, friends, we are back and we are talking about everyday frugal edits. And I want to kick this um, home edit off with, um, a recommendation from our listener, Valerie Kipper. She said, um, when my kiddo was a baby, I had a bunch of organic cotton squares for burp rags. Ever since then we've used them instead of tissues. The only time I buy clinics is for his classroom back to school supply list. I can't high five this one enough. And I will co-sign Valerie's tip and say that we have a rag drawer, which is where all of the worn items like, Socks with holes, ratty t-shirts, et cetera, stuff that's like not suitable for donation. Um, We have a rag drawer that we toss them in and it is perfect for all of the disgusting bathroom cleaning that needs to happen. (laughs) Because sorry, like I'm not great at regularity with cleaning the bathroom. So when I get to it, it's pretty gnarly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, and what's so awesome about that. So Valerie was talking about replacing tissues and you're talking about basically replacing paper towels. Yes. And that is awesome. That is so, so awesome. And I don't know, I have to admit when I <laughs> saw Valerie's tip, I was imagining using an organic cotton square on my face instead of a Kleenex. And that seems very pleasant. It Yeah, it is. Doesn't that you know, seem pleasant? Yep. I, I never even thought, I mean, I honestly have never thought about replacing tissues before, but of course you can replace tissues.
0: Yeah. John is a handkerchief guy. He's been a handkerchief guy for like Twenty years, probably, like as long as I, I've known him. It's
1: well. It's, what's even weirder is I'm also a handkerchief guy. Yeah, <laughs> I love handkerchiefs, and um, but I but that's still never. I, I always carry one with me, but um, that never. It never occurred to me to replace tissues like completely.
0: Yeah, yeah. So interesting.
1: Mm-hmm. And also yeah. mentioned since it's very current,
0: <laughs> that I have talked to a lot of people who have um taken this approach with old old fitted sheets, um, mm-hmm. and they've been using both the cloth the cloth and sourcing the elastic to make masks. So there you have it.
1: Really? The elastic from the fitted yeah. sheet? Like they
0: take it out? They they somehow take it out or like, I don't know, or stitch around it or something, but they, oh. ma- they use it to, you know, to make their masks fittings. That
1: is very smart. Isn't that incredible? That is very smart. Yeah. And I am a person who has, I, I actually uh, have been cutting up some of my old sheets for mm-hmm. masks because mm-hmm. my sheets are the like highest thread count. Mm-hmm. Um, Fabric that I have, I, you know, it's not like I've gone out and bought fabric. So that is really smart Mm -hmm. to use the elastic. Mm -hmm. Hmm. All right. Well, um, okay. So my tip or I should say my experience and tip has really has to do with repurposing furniture and containers in your home right now. Mm -hmm. So um, one extremely satisfying situation that we had around here is that we have, you know, I'm buying more stuff for the pantry. And I'm finding that, um, you know, I have like bags of canned food that are sort of piling up a little bit. Um, I just have more pantry items than I used to Mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. And it turns out that we had an old sort of partially broken shelf in our storage room that was just on its way out the door. You know, it's been sitting there for years, like we need to take this to the dump at some point. And, you know, we just never have. And um, my husband sort of rebuilt it and like, like, It's very wonky, but it works. And now it's being used as a secondary pantry, which is very exciting. That's very exciting. And so, you know, my son's home from college. His temporary computer desk is a card table. Um, You know, we're getting large cardboard boxes from things that have gotten shipped. They're now storage for extra cleaning supplies and paper goods. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's it's not like it's brilliant repurposing, you know, total like furniture hacks or anything, but it's. Um you know we are rethinking the spaces in our home and storage to like accommodate what we need right now.
2: Mhm mhm.
1: Yeah, I got to just
0: brag on I think that's amazing and we're definitely like in use what we have kind of mode and I have to share this massive level leveled up repurposing or like using what you have thing. So John, we have a neighbor down the street who John's very good friends with and somehow they were talking about woodworking. Everybody talks to John about woodworking. If he's working outside, he's like the mayor of this city. And so um, he offered to make, it was such a like sweet, generous thing. He offered to make our neighbor a standing workstation because our neighbor in in this new work at home environment had like a board balanced on top of two chairs as -hmm. his workstation. Um, And so, you know, John was thinking about going to the, to the hardware store and getting wood. And then he was like, I don't really want to do that. He made a standing work desk out of all scraps from his wood pile. And it looked amazing. I could not, I was like, that's from scrap? Like he somehow, I don't even know how he did it, but it was really cool. And I was also like inside,
1: like, oh, yay. The like scrap pile in the basement is a little bit smaller now. (laughs) That's not what I thought you were going to say. I thought you were going to say some Mm -hmm. like, oh my gosh, my husband's so amazing. But no, you're like, oh, the scrap pile's smaller. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we already started. No, said I'm he's just kidding. Amazing. I know, no, no, no. no okay. I'm just kidding. I'm totally kidding. No, that's that's super awesome, and uh, that's pretty interesting, actually, about the standing workstation. A lot of people are, uh, well, maybe not a lot of people, but I have spoken to a couple of people that have uh, sort of realized, like, hey, you know, in this new work at home situation, I I need to do that. So, hmm, I know. So nice. interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very nice. Oh, I admire John for his for his woodworking.
0: Yeah, it's definitely been a fun fun hobby for him to plug into. Mm -hmm. All right. Okay. So my next tip is when you are running out of your cleaning supplies, this is the perfect time to switch to DIY. (laughs) So (laughs) I know I've been a broken record on this and I will continue to be because I am... As I've said before, the dad in my big fat Greek wedding with his Windex, except I'm like that with baking soda, vinegar and lemon juice. And I will link up in the show notes my article on how to clean everything in your house with it, like literally everything. Um, It's it's just it's
1: wonderful. So Mm -hmm. I'll just I'll just leave it there. And do you feel uh, do you feel confident about the disinfectant properties of your DIY cleaners?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I'm using them to like basically dislodge scum and like clean toilets Mm -hmm. and showers Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. dish drainers. And it totally does the job on all the the thing. I'm not talking about it as a like antibacterial, Mm -hmm. you know, hundred percent kind of solution. I'm talking about general everyday cleaning.
1: It's not clear to me that, um, you know, I, I, it's not, I've never been a buyer of antibacterial soap or anything like that. So I'm just curious, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, no, I, I think that's, I think, baking soda and vinegar. And actually the lemon juice is the part that I never thought about. I got to read your article because oh God, I unreal. have, I use baking soda and vinegar for quite a few things, including laundry. And, um, I, I'm going to, I'm going to check out your article cause I'm excited about that.
0: Yeah. Lemon juice is the magical
1: unlocker of other things like shower scum. So anyway, mm-hmm. I will link it up. I did not know that. <laughs> well, I do also want to remind people about the disinfectant power of regular old household bleach, um, because I realized that, you know, sort of one, you know, many classic disinfectant cleaners, you know, branded disinfectant cleaners are hard to come by right now. Um, <clears throat> but household bleach is a really excellent disinfectant. But, you know, you got to follow some directions to be able to use it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there are like dilution directions. You know, it's only the diluted solutions only good for a short time. You have to make new solutions. So mm-hmm. there's some stuff around that. And I will I'm, I'm going to also look that up and link it up. But I'm mentioning it because if you take our rag advice, you'll have some extra laundry, and if you wash those rags in hot water with bleach and baking soda, they will be so clean and so fresh, and they will stay nice and absorbent too. Uh So, uh yeah. So I just want to put a little call out there for bleach because I think sometimes people just forget about it as a more general. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah. Okay. Um. So our final little uh home. Um edit uh actually maybe takes us outside, and because I've been spending a lot of time in my garden, and so my tip is to propagate your plants um instead of buying new plants so i um well, you know the backstory here is that basically visiting plant nurseries is like a hobby of mine because I just love to go visit plant nurseries i some most of the time I don't even buy anything, I just wander around and I look at stuff and ah, you know and I think about it, but um you know that's not how i'm spending my weekend afternoons these days and that said i still want to plant new stuff in my garden and so beyond my seed starting which is something i've been experimenting with in my vegetable garden uh-huh. this year i am really gardening with what i have and i'm learning how to divide landscape plants to make more than one to plant elsewhere it i mean it literally involves digging up plants in my garden chopping them in half you know and replanting them and um, there are other methods of propagation as well. I don't even need to get into it, but I have been thinking in, in those terms and it's been really, really satisfying. That is really cool.
0: And yeah. you know, I'm obsessed with plant babies. I'm doing this on the indoor smaller scale and it's it's so satisfying.
1: Okay, you mean like house plants? <laughs> yeah, just house,
0: house plants and clipping off little bits of them and rooting them to make new house mm. plants. So yeah, I, I'm actively working on this. So I'd fun. like to
1: issue an Instagram request for i want to see some plant babies oh yeah rooting. i will i will yeah, I, yeah. I have
0: to um yeah i'm trying to fill an entire shelf that john built me with um plant babies so i'm, mm-hmm. I'm working on it i'm working i'm collecting mm-hmm. the
1: footage <laughs> can i just can i take a moment uh because this is a big memory of my dad can i take a moment of to course, tell you something of course so my dad um propagating plants is one of his favorite favorite things to do house plants landscape plants any plant he would like take clippings of everything. He always had a paper towel in his pocket and he would wet the paper towel, you know, anyway. So there was this, this bench, basically like an old coffee table that was sitting in, that sitting in my parents' living room because there's a huge window in that living room and it is covered in like rooting plants. Like you're Uh rooting your little plant babies. Uh It's a mess because Uh it's like all of these old containers and plastic, you know, like food containers and, you know, like jam jars and all sorts of stuff with, you know, plants in them. And my mom for years was just like, Oh, your father and his plants. (laughs) It's just, it's really fun to root those plant babies. I think once you get going with it, it really does become something that, you know, you care for them and you watch them and yeah, yeah, he he loved doing that. So I will always associate that activity with my dad. Oh, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. That's awesome.
0: All right, friends. Well, we have a few more, a bunch of listener tips actually, um, that we will share next. And we will do that after a quick break. Did you know that hyaluronic acid naturally occurs in our skin, but decreases gradually as we age, leading to thinner, drier skin? If you're looking for support hydrating your skin from the inside out, check out one of the tools in my hydration arsenal, Rituals Hyacera, which I take every morning. Rituals products are tested and validated by a third party for allergens, microbes, and heavy metals, and Hyacera is clinically proven to reduce fine lines and increase skin smoothness in 90 days. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com edit. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com edit for 25% off. People often talk about the impact of things like stress, hormone fluctuations, and nutrition on skin, but did you know those things impact your hair too? If you've been dealing with hair thinning, you are not alone and Nutrafol is here to help. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. I appreciate that they offer formulas tailored to different life stages, such as postpartum and menopause, as well as different lifestyles, such as plant-based diets. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after taking Nutrafol women's hair growth supplement for six months. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering Edit Your Life listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code EDIT. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. That's Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com and use promo code EDIT. That's neutraful.com using promo code edit. Okay, friends, we are back and we are going to kick off this part of our show with um, a tip from one of our, I would say a super listener, Tammy Hackbarth. Uh, <laughs> Tammy, I don't know her personally. Yeah, I don't know her personally, but she is just like so so cool and like into into it. And she wrote in our in response to our um, eco-friendly tips um, episode her recommendation was buying food staples from the food co ops and keeping them in old applesauce jars, buying a mop with washable pads instead of disposable, using stainless steel snack containers instead of plastic baggies and boxes, basically, you know, leveling up container, you know, re- reuse. So I love that. Um, I will add the pandemic caveat. <laughs> That's a thing, I guess, um, that obviously some stores will have They might not have bulk bins open. Um, Some will at my local Whole Foods. The only ones that are open are the like ones that are on the top where you pull and it like opens a chute. So there's Mm -hmm. no scooping, um, which I'm grateful for because that's where I get my dried beans and my brown rice. So, Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) yes, yes. Yeah, same, same, same for us. Uh, I mean, we have a it's not Whole Foods. It's a it's a local natural food store. But, yes, same thing with us. Just pulling the lever, no scooping. And I just want to go back to Tammy's point about reusing containers. The fact is most of us are probably cooking more than usual. We're certainly, you know, eating food at home more than usual. And so I don't know about you, but I have a ton of leftovers and I have great, uh, a bigger need than usual for containers to put food in my fridge. Yes. So I think this is actually, this is an excellent, excellent tip because we're also buying more pantry items, so the fact is that this really does work together. Keep those jars, you know, the jars that are, um, that are that are a good size. Just wash them up, and they're perfect to use in in your fridge just for your regular, um, you know, like the sort of the food cycle of of leftovers and the eating them and stuff. So yes, yes, and indeed.
0: Actually, I have two. You, when you said jars just now, that activated mm-hmm. two things, two quick notes in my brain. One is that mm-hmm. um, our very good friends in our um, town, they save all their jam jars and use them as drinking glasses. And mm-hmm. it'll all, it looks so cool because they're all, you know, similar. And yep. then um, I have actually a friend who passed along that they clearly consume a lot of jam because it's, she passed along like two dozen jam jars that all have that sort of red and white checked lid. I don't know. They, they all look the same. And so she passed those along to me. And I, Last Christmas, I used them. I made my like delicious homemade granola and Mm. filled up the jam jars and used those as my like family kind of Christmas favors. We don't really exchange gifts among the adults, but we do. I like to do little takeaways
1: and they just look so cute because they were all, Uh, (laughs) all the same. That's perfect. I happen to be a fan of that jam and I always save those jars. Yeah. So so, so, they're so cute. They really are. They're beautiful. And uh, yeah, no, I, I, I love, um, you know, like super everyday objects that are beautiful, like not in a fancy way, just in a like, you know, it's got a nice form just by itself. Mm -hmm. And so those jars are one of those things. I just Mm -hmm. love them. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, So I want to share another tip that we got from a listener named Alice. And I thought it was so genius. And I thought it was worth sharing since I love plants. And also, we're probably also spending lots of time um, staring at our pets. Um, In her case, she talked about her fish and she said, when I do an aquarium water change, I use the water to water my plants. The kids call it poop water and the house plants look amazing. Genius alert. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just had to like, that is so awesome. Is so and the genius. house plants are like, mm-hmm. yeah, so that's just that's just the kind of tip that it would Like I don't have fish, but if I had fish, I would do that. And I would feel so good about myself. Seriously. So Alice, thank you for sharing that. That was genius. That is amazing. I love it. Poop Mm -hmm. water. I love it. Mm -hmm. I mean, who doesn't laugh at that? So yeah.
0: (laughs) All right. Uh, Next tip comes from our listener, Katie Ham Longbreak. It's about energy conservation. So I love it. It's just like, you know, it's less about uh, containers, but about something really important. And she says, I line dry clothes whenever possible. We dry everything outside in nice weather and use drying racks as much as possible in the winter. I think that's amazing. Mm-hmm. That is not mm-hmm. something like I really have the we do have a drying rack in our basement just for, you know, kind of delicates and stuff, but I I love that.
1: Like it's mm-hmm. so cool. I have a friend, you know, I too like line drying is not part of my um sort of my laundry routine, but two things, <clears throat> excuse me, two things First of all, um, my family in India, like that's all you do. You you don't have a dryer, and so my family mm-hmm. in India, you know, they all have clotheslines, you know, in various places in their house, and so you know, like drying your clothes and your various things is part of what you do. And um, you know, it was just the reason I mentioned that is because it was just interesting to like hang out with my cousins and just see that as um, part of their routine, mm-hmm. you know. And then mm-hmm. the other thing I'll mention is that I have a I have a really good friend, and she. You know, she lives here and she actually went out and bought this outdoor clothesline. It's sort of like a, the kind that rotates. And mm-hmm. you probably haven't seen one like that. in you know, in years and she for her um, hanging her hanging her sheets and, and towels and stuff. She feels like it's a meditation. Mm. She loves it. She's mm-hmm. like, I love line drawing my stuff. So <clears throat> excuse me. It's just another source of pleasure for her. Anyway, yeah. it's just interesting. Yeah, super interesting. All right. So I'm so sorry. I'm gonna, I got a frog in my throat. Okay. So, um, I guess the final thing I'll mention here is less tip and more mindset. And that is, I have actually been thinking a little bit about all the money I'm saving on the various things I'm not buying. And I'm trying to shift some of that money from the stuff to services. So Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think in terms of, you know, I'm really trying to give more generous tips uh, to service people. I'm trying to, um, I actually am paying some service people that usually come to our house that are not coming to our house right now.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I, I I, just somehow it um, feels nice in my mind to put these two categories together, this, this frugality and also, um, you know, the imaginary pile of money that's creating and then giving that pile of money, you know, onto a different sort of using it for something different. And yeah. that's what I'm using it for. I mean, it's just a mental exercise. Mm-hmm. It's not like I'm, you know, accounting for anything or whatever, but it's nice to think about it that way.
0: Yeah, that's a, and that's a, you know, that's a really good, good mindset shift and a really lovely place to close. So, yeah. 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 yeah and yeah.
1: I'll, I'll say, I'll just say that, you know, I realize that's not possible for everyone. It's not the kind of choice that everyone is going to make. And so, you know, it's, I'm really only just sharing it because, That's just something personal I've been doing Mm -hmm. and, um, and I just thought it might be, it would be fun to share.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: All right,
0: Asha. Well, this has been really fun. I have like Mm -hmm. new little tweaks that I'm, I'm thinking about now.
1: Uh, Mm -hmm. What is your next edit for this episode? All right. Well, my next edit is to do that deep dive into your pantry that I was talking about earlier. It's actually quite fun to just like go back there, do a little archeology, um, Mm-hmm. Dig up something that you haven't seen in a while and use it. Use up one item that has been hanging around your pantry for a while. You will feel a great sense of accomplishment and relief. Very satisfying. I agree. <laughs> what about
0: you? What's your next edit? Mine is to start a rag pile, and uh, it doesn't have to be a drawer. If you don't have a drawer, that's fine. It could be like we have some that just sit under our kitchen sink, um, but start a little pile and clean up your next mess with a
1: rag instead of a paper towel seriously Mm -hmm. so satisfying so easy yeah it feels it feels good on your hands does feel good yeah Mm -hmm. all right friends uh we hope you found this episode helpful you'll find the show notes for this episode including links to resources we've mentioned plus lots of great related episodes at edityourlifeshow.com
0: and this week we would love to chat with you as ever and we would like to know what's a frugal edit you have made during COVID-19 Hop over to Facebook.com slash Edit Your Life Show and look for the question of the week pinned to the top of the page or chat with us on Instagram at Edit Your Life Show. Thanks for listening.
2: No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, there is a lot to unpack.